Ayo. Oh, man, I was going to, I was going to do this as soon as you started recording and then I forgot. What were you going to do? I'm going to do it anyway. Do it. What are you doing? It's funny as fuck. All right. You got like a clip or something? Oh, I don't hear shit. Uh, then they did dump. <laughs> I'm waiting. Then they did dumps. They call them dumps. Big, massive dumps. Uh, then they did dumps. <laughs> what is that? Is that a is that a Trump a, dump? It was a clip of Donald Trump calling into like Fox Business some show on Fox Business Channel today. <laughs> and then they did dumps. So funny. Oh man, talking about dumping like ballots in a ditch or some stupid oh, shit. My One God. of those stupid conspiracy theories. Yeah. Um all right. So let's get the let's get the elephant out of the way. We're potting this week. We just completely skipped last week. 100% my fault. You actually uh, sent was- me a text. <laughs> said, hey, we doing this or what time we potting? And I had just left the house to take my kids to like a fucking park and shit and been doing like, you know, family shit all day. Man, I'm telling you with the holidays and shit, my days have been blending together like no other. I can't. Dude, I can't. Keep, crazy. I can't keep schedule. Can you keep schedule? It, it, it's weird. It, it's just, everything's just weird. It just feels like, like Saturdays and Sundays don't really feel much different than Monday through Friday, other than the fact that I'm not like working all day. I'm usually just like doing a couple things here and there. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, that's like, you know, it's weird. Yeah. It, it's, but at the same, so it, but at the same time I heard somebody, I was either talking to somebody this this week, or I heard somebody say this, but an interesting thing about it, though, is like if you really you talk to a lot of people, and this year has been horrible mm-hmm. and weird, frustrating and sad and angering and all this stuff, but it has gone by very, very fast. I gotta be honest. I feel That's like real, it, I, I can't believe it's November already. I feel like. Uh... I feel like this whole year, yes, it's gone by fast, but I got to be honest, like ever since I got, I don't know, maybe 35 and up, years just fucking fly by. Like maybe that's, maybe that's symbolic. Maybe that's like, uh, I'm spending my whole life like working you, when you do that, like super grind, you know, you get in the fucking mode and you're doing something for work or even something outside of work. And like the whole day just fucking flies by. I feel like that's happened way more. Yeah, I feel like it's easier. Yeah, it's easier to get in the zone, you know, and be like, like today I was just today I was uh, somebody in our neighborhood gave away a free um, bed with like shelves and I I mean, with uh, drawers and a trundle bed under it. Mm -hmm. And we be have been wanting to not have her bunk bed anymore. And it worked out. They're giving away for free and they were a block away from my house. You know, it was awesome two mattresses and everything. And uh, so I was up in her room taking her old bed apart. By the way, side note, Ikea furniture comes apart a lot easier if you're using a Sawzall. Oh, yeah. (laughs) As with uh, everything else, including Uh, people's fucking, um, including your catalytic converter. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In case you're in the mood to steal one of those. Um, Anyway. But, yeah, it was like, it was like four hours just disappeared. You know what I mean? Like just doing stuff up there and, and yeah, it's interesting, but I think that's like, 
I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I feel like that kind of, that stuff kind of, you know, they were they were right when they said you know time flies, blinking, you miss it, and all that stuff. It's just so weird. Like we were driving, and my and Rowan was you know in the car and and talking. And it was like, dude, in like the last three weeks, I think his voice has gone down two full steps. <laughs> uh, it's just like so weird. Yeah, and like. Uh, and, and so the, and it's, the nostalgia is, is, is high on my mind today. Uh, because, you know, here's another thing about this. Cause I agree with you. I think, I think at the, you're getting 35, at a, uh, an older, it, you're just kind of in the flow. You're in the grind. You know, you're, you're, you, you kind of, you're not discovering new things all the time. You're not doing, you're not unlocking new chapters as often as you were when you like, you were in your twenties, you know what I mean? I think. And uh, so you're getting more, you get more into that groove, more into that flow. And I think that's one reason you kind of start getting on autopilot and that shit starts flying by. But uh, I also think that with that kind of decision-making I think as you get older, I think the reason you're, you're, having those new things less often is because you're starting to discern them better. <laughs> you know, like uh, I think that I've aged out of the baby bug. Uh, you know, I can't what, have, what do, you, what do you mean? I can't have any more children. Okay. Oh, fuck. You know, you, I'd be, I'd you know, aging you, out you know, you, I definitely cool. beat you. Yeah, you so you know what I'm saying? You know, you, you and, uh, are you? Am I breaking up? Because you're breaking up for a sec. Oh yeah, you're breaking up. God damn it! I'm gonna you're... turn off my camera for a sec. See <laughs> if it'll catch up with itself. Yeah. So I will definitely say that I turned I off aged... my camera for now. Can you hear me? Yes, I definitely aged out of the whole baby thing. I think I I was never really there. I've always been like, dude, three. Like three is where. Again, I've said it before. It's when you need like a new car and you know, different, just different everything. Yeah. It's interesting because can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> We're going to spend like half this. Was there a big up. old, was there a big old gap? Uh, it wasn't a big old gap. It was just, you know, it was like a, a four second gap, which can sound like an eternity when it's a podcast. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, kind of wondering if I should try rejoining the meeting. It's <laughs> definitely my on my end. Well, no shit. What's wrong with your garbage-ass internet? I don't know. All right, let me ask you this. Are you using Wi-Fi? I am using Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi on a, on a Mac? On a Mac, yes. I have never seen slower internet than when I test my wife's Mac with Wi-Fi. I don't know what it is. It's just garbage. I have never, ever had issues. I can't tell if you're, I can't tell if you're fucking pausing. I can't tell if it's you going, I have never, ever had issues or if it's if that's the internet doing that 
<laughs> because that's kind of how I talk. Yeah, it is. You you talk in uh, quick, quick little sections. It's like you buffer the first half of your sentence, <laughs> and then you catch up, and you're like, "Oh, what's that next word?" Yes. <laughs> it is. It's a. It. I think part of it is just a. I start. I stammer a little bit. You know, I that happens to me sometimes where I it, my brain just like short circuits and I start stammering. But uh, you know, I. Now I'm all self-conscious about it, but I think that part of it is is self-consciousness because I do pause like that because a lot of times I I think through what I'm about to say before I say it, and yeah. and it breaks my brain. <laughs> <clears throat> well, let's uh, uh, let's jump into. But, so you so you got to bed, you got to bed. Um, what else have you been up to? I mean, shit, we haven't talked. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so so well, I wanted to set, to throw out there. That, made me think I aged out of the baby bug was we were organizing. We've been doing a lot of, I, you know, when we talked a couple weeks ago, I had just redone my living room and uh, we've been like going through the house and like tackling big disorganized areas and just kind of freshening everything up and rethinking things and all this stuff. And today we are going through this uh, towel closet or linen closet at the end of my hallway and we had a bunch of bags of like, like clothes that we saved, you know, not like it was like when we were donating stuff, it was like the cute little things that we saved, you know, and I'm just pulling out these little itsy bitsy dresses and these tiny little shoes and like onesies that all three kids wore. And we yeah. are just dying. We're just like, Oh my God, it's so cute. Oh, it's just, and, but ne- never once today when that happened, was I like, man, I really wish I could have another one of those. I used to be mm. like that. I see. Yeah, you know, sometimes – so so my daughter has been like asking to see herself like as a baby because I have this – a whole folder on my phone is dedicated to family. So it's got like, you know, any picture that every once in a while I'll go through and clean up my photo roll and like any picture that's like family related, whether it's one of the kids or even the dog or Amy or myself or whatever – I throw them all into this family folder so that next time I can just scroll through the family folder. Um, you know, there's huge, huge clumps of photos that are like all Eloise and video and stuff. And every day she's like, I want to see Wheezy. I want to see old Wheezy. I'm like, all right. So going through those, I will say that it makes me go like, Oh, I missed when she was so small. Like I still do that, but never once has I, have I been like, I'm trying to have another kid. Like after looking at this photo, I don't know. Just never, never did that. So that's why I say I aged out of it quicker than you did. Uh, I gotta be honest, man. Going through your fucking linen yeah, closet, I guess I guess it was going through your linen closet is like the most domesticated shit I've ever heard of. Like, oh, today we went through and cleaned up the linen closet. That is insane. Well, I guess I. I yes, I agree that how that sounds. Uh, but it, in context, it was part of a bigger project where we had all of this stuff in our hallway that needed organized, and then there was the linen closet at the end. It was just full of bullshit, unfolded sheets, all you know, all the stuff, and we ended up taking all that stuff out, and now all of like Sierra and B's 
art supplies and drawing books and all that stuff are in there now. So it was a repurposing of a thing. So it's a bigger context, but yes, I understand how, how, uh, domesticated that sounded. Yeah. It reminds me, I think it, fuck, it's a Will Ferrell movie. Uh, I wonder if it's like old school, but he's like, I don't know. Got a, got a nice weekend planned. Maybe, maybe go to Home Depot, pick out some wallpaper. Like it reminded me of that. It was, it was yeah, Bed Bath and Beyond. Bed yeah. Bath and Beyond. I don't know if I'll time. Yeah. Uh, so today I did some domestic shit. Uh, my wife set up a photo session where we went up to the mountains and took some family photos. Um, there's a photographer living here. She's been here about five years, but she's originally from Columbus. And so we met up with her and she took our photos. So that's what I was out doing. And then in true domestic fashion, I was uh, driving through neighborhoods on the way back just to see, you know, just want to look at some houses. Who knows? Maybe I want to live there. I don't know. I won't know until I drive through. Found a really cool neighborhood. Uh, (laughs) They promote themselves as like a new old neighborhood. So like it's supposed to feel more like, I guess, the old Arizona neighborhoods, which I don't really know what those are. But I can tell you that this place is awesome. It has like it looks like a direct cross between an Ohio suburb and an Arizona suburb. Like the houses were still stucco and they had hard lines. Like it's really big. Like houses out here just look modern. Like they all have like very like hard lines and like really cool architecture with like the slants and shit like that. It just, it looks like if you transported one of these houses to Ohio, it would be a very rich person in Ohio. Like only a rich person would ever build a house like this out here. That's just the house. It just looks normal as fuck. Like they all look modern as shit. Um, but then it was like tree lined streets yeah, I think- and they weren't all palm trees. So uh I think that I got two questions here. Or I got one question and one statement. One, I think that part of that architecture thing is, you know, you think about those parts of the country really started to Populate. That's like the Southwest really started to populate hard in like the 50s. You know, when the 40s and 50s, when we got uh, the 30s through the 50s, when we got the interstate system in place. So that's why you got like a lot of Southern California, a lot of Palm Desert California. All that stuff is all mid-century architecture because that's when that stuff was banging. Yeah, it's really interesting to think about. Yeah, well, it's awesome. I love it. I love. I love that type of type of house. But my question, my question is, are you telling me that you're already second guessing the house you have just moved into? Uh, no, this was never intended to be the permanent house. Never. Like even, even when we saw the house the first time, we said, wow, that house is gorgeous, but it's way too small for us. We saw two more houses after this one that fit us better size wise. But what was cool about this one is it it was a corner house. It had a pool. Actually, I guess all three of them had pools, but it was a corner house. Um, Even though it was small, it was styled how we wanted. We thought we could make it work. You know, I'm here in a loft instead of like a room you know, when you're spending like a bunch of money on a house, like you want everything to be perfect. If nothing else, you want the layout to be what you want. And like, honestly, you know, three bedrooms and a formal office or four bedrooms or something like that is what we need. And so we knew this wasn't our like forever home. It's not, I mean, 
it was supposed to get us here. Yeah. Uh, make sure we like everything. And then who knows in a year or two, we'll build. I mean, they're, they're building a whole community across the street from us and they've been doing a shit ton of work, like just to get the, I guess, land ready. Like it's all been like land development. And just in the past two weeks, they have thrown up like five houses. It's crazy how fast they can build them when there doesn't need to be a basement. They just like pour a concrete slab and then build right on top of it. And this shit goes up fast. It is wild. Wild. Yeah. So I'm going to bring up something that you and I like. uh, We started to have this conversation on Facebook and I think you and I, you know, this is something we disagree on. So I'm going to bring it to the podcast, even though we kind of, I, I say we slightly exhausted, you know, our points on the internet, but that is the Bandcamp live sure. feature. So quick rundown. What is the Bandcamp live feature? So Bandcamp last week announced that they were introducing Bandcamp Live, which they recognized that live streaming uh, shows, the whole live streaming thing I think is a misnomer. I know we talked about this on Facebook, but very few of these bands are actually performing live uh, like in that moment. Most of these are shot, edited, mixed, mastered, all that stuff months in advance. And then debuted live and then given the chance for on-demand viewing for like 48 to 72. So that was the thing was Bandcamp recognized that this was happening, but it seems like they realized that that this was something that was happening in all of these different disparate platforms was like, well, why couldn't we bring ticketed stream shows to our platform? And they're offering that to bands. And I brought that to you, to which, or I posted that on Facebook, to which you replied with one word and a question mark, which was <laughs> Twitch. Just Twitch. But here's my thing with it. So there are already tons of companies, including Facebook, allowing you to essentially charge or ticket, if you will, and then somebody gets a stream. The only opportunity I feel like Bandcamp has in order to make that a better process is if when you got the the URL to the stream, somehow you could block anyone else who doesn't have access. Because like a lot of people are doing it right now on Facebook, Twitch, and um, uh, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Because like with all of those, you can host what's called a private stream, which is it's not public. Nobody can access it unless you have a yeah. private URL. But like there's nothing that stops me from sending you the private URL. And so then you have it too. Yeah, and I think that that's where I was where I was arguing the, the live – because I have not – I did one night watch a live stream best – on YouTube, but it was just free. It was just, you know, anybody could go, anybody could do it. Mm. But outside of that, like I saw Crowbar and I am, and I saw Baroness and I saw, uh, I, saw, I watched another one. 
a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember which, I can't remember what that one was, but, um, it, those ones I did, I had a private code. It wasn't just a link I could send somebody. Mm-hmm. It was, and those were through different platforms. Like one was called like nugs.tv or some stupid bullshit like that. So I, I get your, your, what you're saying. That being said, it does end up being, and, and I, I'm, and I was not in no ways saying that I think that Bandcamp's doing anything necessarily new uh, or better. I haven't even seen it. I haven't even used it. I haven't even used the interface. Uh, the, uh, but what I do think is the cool thing about it is the fact that I already sell all of the, all of my stuff through Bandcamp. Uh, not only because uh, I like the platform. But because I think that Bandcamp is a company with integrity uh, that really cares about their artists a lot. And so the idea that they're wanting to throw their hat in the ring in the regard, in regards to ticketed live sh- sh- stream shows, uh, I like the idea that the company that is hosting it is not trying to dick me out of it or dick other people out of stuff like Facebook. Uh, uh, and you and YouTube because that's owned by Google. You know all the giant companies, um, but and but then also whole system that I've got in place for my music, my merch, all that stuff. So that's my big argument for it. I understand the the advantages of the big boy platforms for sure, like Twitch. Yeah, a lot of I mean, but I think it's a different lane. See, I, I don't know that it is. I think that I think that so many people during the pandemic decided to branch out and try and find more of this shit, you know, more of the streaming and stuff like that. I think that you're going to see more people regularly going live and following, even if it's just chatting. I mean, over the past couple of years, you've really seen oh, I agree. T-Pain buy into this hard. Like T-Pain is on Twitch like every day. Just chatting. He released an entire Beats pack called the Pizzle Pack, which is 100% royalty-free so that if you're a streamer or a YouTube creator, you can use all the music without getting DMCA'd. Like, you're going to see more and more artists go to platforms like Twitch. Now, the problem with Twitch is there's no discoverability. It has merch integration. It has... Uh, you know, you can lock it down to where like you can only comment if you're a follower. You can only, you know, interact in the chat if you're a subscriber or you can open it up. There's so many controls already in place, which is great. But like people don't grow on Twitch. You you have to already be popping and bring people to Twitch. Now, the benefit that Twitch, YouTube, Facebook have is that, you know, most of the people consuming live content already have one of those three. You know, there's probably a... 98% chance they have a Facebook because you're either uh you know a creator who knows sure. that that's another avenue or you're an artist who has a fan page and you have to manage it so you have it so it's like these people that already have Facebook that's why it makes sense to go there now i understand they're the big boys so nobody wants to but like everything you said about bandcamp that means something to you that doesn't mean something to 90% of the people that are following you as a musician or that, you know, are going to go there automatically, they're, they're not going to already have a band camp or something like that. You know, there's, they're already, they're going to get on the internet and just 
I mean, they're going to go check their Twitter. They're going to go check their Facebook. Like these are things they have already. And that's why I think it makes sense to have some type of like at least a partnership from an API standpoint where if I go to Bandcamp, I can quickly sign up with my Facebook credentials. You know, you've seen those on other websites. There has to be something to make it easy. Otherwise, it's just not going to have the draw. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and that stuff's not- that stuff all exists, and and I think that that and 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 yeah, and like I said, I don't think that they're doing anything new or they're necessarily improving anything other than the fact that, uh, I um, I lost my train of thought. I guess my big thing is is I understand. I think that we're we're, you know, when I say it's a different lane, because you you are you use terms like growth and content. And things like that, and uh, and that's you know, companies like Facebook and YouTube and Twitch, they see their users as content, and uh, and I, which is fine, it, it, but I guess I like the idea of a platform that is is for made specifically for independent musicians, and mm-hmm. that's it. Twitch is a big platform youtube is not that facebook is not that it's not made specific by and for those people uh and um and then i forgot my other point yeah. <laughs> i'm a big like i said i'm a big i'm a big Bandcamp fanboy. i think that they have a lot of integrity and i think they really believe in their bands and they they they, they don't look at bands on their platform as as only a means to make money the, that's showed by the fact that once a month now they've been waiving their their cut for an entire day yeah so that that is what it is that is what it is i don't know i don't think it's, that it's, it's interesting I, I do I think that the the term content so you you pointed that out that I used the term content but I think that's because content bugs the shit out of me. I think it's it's grown. It's evolved and like I'm not going to like boomerize and be like oh no content means this. Like I'm going to say content nowadays means anything. Anything you're consuming online is content. If you're a journalist that writes blogs, that's content. Because as you and I have talked about before uh you know, people don't have the attention span. I'm not going and bumping a record and then going to bump that record for two more months on only that record. Because guess what? 10 more records are going to come out next Friday. It's just like the turnaround time because of the internet, the turnaround time on everything, you know, whether it's records or singles or videos or anything, the turnaround time is so fast it's all content now. Like it's not this big dramatic thing where like I used to wait and go to media play on fucking Tuesday and pick up like the new record I've been waiting on for six months. Nah, motherfuckers are finishing records, uploading them and like dropping them next week. They're, they're putting out songs on like my Friday playlist that are recorded talking about things that happened the previous week. It's fucking crazy. That's why I say content. Okay. And you know what? So, and no, and I know why you say content, and I and I get that part of it, and I I just hate that. I guess I just hate that because to me, and this goes back to the argument that we had about this, which was the whole thing that the Spotify, you know, that whole argument where he basically said his artists were content creators, and 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 are only as worth as much as the content they're creating, and it's just like, then, 
then it's just a content factory. These aren't artists anymore. They're just factory workers. They're shitting out things at a breakneck speed because people because you, you said because you said specifically you said so i could put out a thing and then uh in you, you know hold on anyway uh what was i what was I in the middle of saying you, you were basically talking about it's like a content factory we're not artists anymore but honestly oh. that's always been the case that that's always been the case and and I'm, I I get that, but what the point I was about to make was the fact that you said, you know, I could put out something, and then really quickly, then ten other motherfuckers will come and do that thing. I guess, and this is this is where, you know, we philosophically differ, and this is where I get extra socialist punk. But you know, it's to my my thing is like good for those ten other bands. I could take my time and give 10 other bands time to do their thing. But you know what? That's just me. I get it. I guess the, what it comes down to is I like the idea of a, of a platform that's made for people who think, think about music like me. Okay. You know what I mean? Bandcamp yeah. is, a, is, a, is a that think like me that aren't out there to, you know, who are out there for the, for the re Real love of just creating art and then hoping you get paid for it, <laughs> but not caring so much about that. I, I, it's funny because I just had a conversation with Lee about this. We were talking about we were talking about the Human Law merch pre-orders, and he was all worried about you know not making enough to, to you know selling enough to cover the pre-order. And I was like, who gives a shit? Then you pay out of pocket. He goes, well, that's the idea. That's the point of a pre-order. And I'm like, I understand. I just don't care about making money doing this. I just want stuff out in the world. So yeah, I no. understand that my philosophy is is really dumb it's, when it comes it's to not, this. It's not really it's dumb. Utopian. It's that you're doing it for like you're doing it for like the right reason. But like, I think every person who considers themselves an artist and does any type of artistry. If you're creating something and you're expecting people to consume it, there should be a return there. You, you're not seeing it as a return on investment, but like everything should have some form of return on investment. Like especially like our time is so precious nowadays. Like wh- whether it's like taking time away from our families, like does that not mean anything? It means something. I mean, and it should have a monetary value. I mean, that's that is where you and I differ. It's because I am constantly thinking like, all right, I really enjoy doing this thing how can I monetize this? And then I'll enjoy it even more. Or maybe this will become a thing that I do instead of the work I don't like. And it'll give me more freedom to be with my family and shit like that. Like that is how I think I've always, I've yeah, always, I, I, I get it. I get, I get that. I get that. You know, and I, and I, I respect that. I, I don't, and respect I don't the hustle, you know, cause to me, to, and that's the thing is like, I like coming up with ways to make money. It's like, yeah. Oh uh, man, hold on, hold on. Do you, uh, I, I, do you have to change your name. Do, are you still gonna be beer money? You don't even drink beer. You drink any <laughs> beer. Oh, oh boy, oh boy. The idea still stands. <laughs> Sell some uh, <away>. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the whole thing. Is like. 
is uh, my brain, your brain says, I, I enjoy this a lot. How can I make money off of it? Uh, so I will enjoy it more. My brain says, I enjoy this a lot. If I start doing it for money, I will not enjoy it anymore. What? So that's, that's just the way my brain works. It's just, you... it's, it's, as soon as something feels like a job, I don't okay. know. So I attribute – Maybe I'm jealous of people who actually have music as their job. Oh, dude. You know how many friends I have that are artists and that are that are just making a very successful living off of art? And I love that. And and I always said to myself, like, okay, because you have two different people, right? You have the person that sits back and goes, well, yeah, if I could, I wish I could just draw and make money or something like that. I can't stand those people because they don't understand, like, how much work went into that. But if you're genuinely good at something, dude, absolutely, you should you should be finding a way to take your passions. What's what's the saying? Like, uh, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. It, it's something close to that. I I think like to me, do what you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. Yes, and I say I respect the hustle, and I uh, I think that there's that. I absolutely agree with that, and I, like I said, I respect your your approach to it. I, it's just not my default position. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think of course I, know why. I could be. I I could feel like. I think I know why. Go. I think it's because your pro- your actual profession, your actual job, you actually are doing something you like. You're getting. You're still doing some form of art for your profession. So everything else is just additional. It's like bonus art. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, it's also for me is the, on the opposite side of that same coin. It's my chance to be creative because now that I'm a more, I'm a director or a manager, my day is much more just emails and meetings. You know what I mean? So it's kind of my, it's kind of my security blanket in a way. So all, all the things we've been talking about leads me to you're in a band. It's called human law. I know that you've had some exciting news. I've seen it on the internet so you can share it, share it here, Colin, let the people know, man. Yeah. So we put, put out, God's Work EP, uh, and people seem to dig it. And uh, our local boys, Delayed Gratification Records, uh, Vlad, uh, and, um, you know, those dudes wanted to put it out on tape, which is so sweet. And, uh, you know, cassette tape's not really my thing, but I respect the fact that people really dig it right now. And, uh, you know, a little limited run, got to do some cool cassette artwork and stuff. And, uh, that's up for pre-order right now. And then, uh, we, we, uh, debuted a music video. I directed a music video. We talked about that. Um, but it debuted on noecho.net, which is awesome. Cause no echo is kind of a hype hardcore blog right now. They break a lot of the younger bands and stuff. So 
it's cool to be to to be 37 years old and still feel like you're part of the part of the community that you love so much. You know what I mean? Because that's what it comes down to: doing it for the culture. That's what we were just talking about. Yeah, that's very so, cool. I will not. I will not be but, copping that on tape. I have not had a fucking Walkman or a cassette player since I was. Uh, man, bro, I don't even know. I, I was probably a teenager. I'm gonna Crazy. be, I'm gonna be fucking, I'm gonna be banging that shit on Spotify. <laughs> I put, uh, I put, uh, um, I also put, we also put up a couple of shirts for pre-order. Just you know, long sleeve. I think is pretty damn, uh, cool. So. Yeah. No, I, I actually really did like that. I, I've been meaning to jump on there and pre-order one. Uh, I got to be honest, I didn't think I was ever going to need long sleeves. I, you know, people were like, oh, it gets chilly in Arizona. <laughs> I was like, come on. No, it doesn't. You uh, fucking guy. Bro, it. You fucking guy with your with your tank top. It First of all, let's talk about this tank top. Look, what I, look what's on it. Nice. What is that, Colin? It's the Misfits Crimson Ghost. Yep. Ask me if I know any fucking Misfits Misfits song. Any. A single one. Do you know any Misfits songs, Jeff? I know one. And the fucking song is called The Crimson Ghost. That is the only song I know. You know why? <laughs> because I bought because I bought this from like fucking uh uh, what's the story? Like TJ Maxx or something. This was, I put this, I was like, oh, I need some tank tops to go Hilarious. to the gym in. Picked it up and said, I know that shit. I've seen that. I've seen that face before. I know that's Misfits. I hope the shit nobody calls me out for wearing this because I can't name any songs. Then somebody, uh, didn't call me out, but someone said, oh, Crimson Ghost. And I was like, oh, that must be what this fucking face is called. And I looked it up one day, found the song called The Crimson Ghost. And I also found that it was a face from like a 40, 30s or 40s comic or something, right? Or a story. It was like some Scooby-Doo type shit. And I, uh, I think it's from uh, – no, it's actually from a – I think it's from a movie. Is it a movie? I thought it was I like a – from like a horror movie from like the 40s. Yeah, I, I, maybe it is a movie. I, for, I thought it I was like – I thought it was like art or, you know, like a book or a comic book or something. I, I could be totally wrong as well. I don't even fucking – I mean – you see me, I don't even, I don't know shit about this, which I can tell you that, uh, it's pretty funny though. What? What's funny? It's pretty funny though. I, I randomly made my screen name poser killer. You did. You did. <laughs> and, and you're wearing this fucking shirt. <laughs> yeah. The, the difference is, is I'm not wearing it trying to make people think I like it. I literally wanted tank tops for the gym and I picked this one up and I was like, damn, that's soft. I like that. I'm gonna wear this. Uh, wore it it's officially licensed merchandise i checked the tag it's not like you know uh fucking massimo or something like licensed the face it's like officially licensed but i don't know shit about shit and yeah. i'm not trying to pose because i'll tell you gladly i don't know anything about this shit never been a fan you know i've i've given misfits a chance i've given a lot is it massimo going to jail <laughs> <laughs> fuck if i know why for stealing designs off like the uh, runway and shit. No, because he's he, he's married to Lori Laughlin, Aunt Becky, and they're they were the ones that mm. paid their daughter into into 
college. <laughs> I Man, think they're going to jail. What good is being rich if you can't even buy your kids way into school? Honestly. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. What's your – I did not hear what you said. What's your deal with music? Good fucking question. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm still going to play it someday. It's just like, I'm not even, I'm not even worried about like trying to find a band or anything. I have some friends out there. I know that my buddy Anthony will get me all the way plugged into the music scene when there is a music scene to plug into. Other than that, like, you know, I've seen a couple, like, I went to the park the other day and a guy had a, a Tama shirt on and, you know, he had like a, a beard and some tattoos and shit. And I, I just assumed he was a drummer from the shirt. And I said, Oh, do you play drums? He's like, yeah, cool. Uh, I said, is there a big scene out here? And he like told me the different areas and places that to go to see music. I retained nothing. Cause it was a random conversation at a park. <laughs> and uh, then he proceeded to tell me, he's like, Oh yeah, I don't, I still play drums, but, I haven't played um, in bands in a while. I used to be in a band that was signed to RCA Records. He was like, we had a top five album. It was like in the 90s, or like late 90s. And I was like, oh. What? Yeah. I I don't know who he was. I couldn't fucking tell you. Um, the shit was just going in one ear and out the other. I don't know what I was doing. Uh, but yeah, he was like, I was in RCA Records. We had a top five album, blah, blah, blah. And our kids were raging at the park together, so. That's about it. I don't know, man. I'm about to set. I'm gonna set my electronic drums up. It'd be I'm funny gonna... if it was like. If it was what? Keep going. Oh, I'm just saying. I'm gonna set my. I'm gonna set my drums up. I'm gonna try and crank out a couple things. I have, dude. I haven't played guitar. I haven't done shit since I left. I mean, I act like I've been gone for fucking a half a year, but I, I've been gone like a month and a half. Uh, wait. All right closing in on two months that's the whole like time going fast again but i haven't played guitar i haven't done shit um first step is setting everything up yeah better do that bud well i do want a seven string. just keep going i want a seven string and uh you know with guitar center maybe maybe i can maybe i can get one cheap i don't know Yeah, I mean, they gone bankrupt. Uh, you know, I feel like the whole bankruptcy thing is such a – it makes good headlines, but it's like they're just getting their shit together so they don't have to close. You know, it's just – in our culture, going bankrupt means, oh, they're shutting down. It's going to be a liquidation sale. You know, that very well could be next. But just because they filed for bankruptcy doesn't mean that they're, you know – Oh, yeah. But, yeah, you're right. Could have some cheaper gear here soon. So I'm going to take a second to give a shout-out to Devin, Devin Shadaker. Like, we somehow mentioned him on probably 20% of the podcast. Uh, but he had just released not just those guitars, but those uh, pickups from Guitar Marie, the Cauterizer, signature sets available for pre-order. Yeah. Six-string, seven-string, eight-string. I got to be honest, like – I really, really want a set. I do. The thing that I thought was funny is he doesn't 
in his signature guitars, there's no neck pickup, right? Single pickup. But then the, right. the, the pickups only come in sets. And I said, dude, like your signature guitar doesn't even have a neck pickup. What makes you think I need one? So that's hilarious. I, I want them though. I'm very, very, very tempted. I think they were like 180, something around there for the set. Uh, so what I would like yeah, to they do. Very normal price. Oh yeah. For a set. That's killer. Uh, and I'd like to just grab a seven string, like something that's solid that I, you know, don't super care about the pickups or anything and throw a set of those into it. That would be, that would be my ideal. Yeah. Uh, Get a nice mid-level. Fuck yeah. RG, seven string. Yep. You know, damn. Like a seven, three, two, one. Damn well, I'm going with an Ibanez. Man, I've, I'm back on the Ibanez kick so hard. So, yeah, I kind of want to get one too. Let's do it. Let's team up and get them. Let's just team up. <laughs> um, I'll say one thing. Okay. Since I moved here, my wife has been hella watching sports. Like she always watched like MMA. <laughs> she watched more MMA than I did. But there's something about watching the Buckeyes when like – I I don't know. It's like some weird connection to home. Like I have actually sat down and kind of watched it, even though I, part of me still doesn't care. Uh, I've definitely cared more since I moved here and she's cared. I mean, like every game has been on at the house. It's wild. Well, anybody knows me knows that I don't, I pretty much steer clear away from sports, Twitter, uh, sports, Twitter is a, that's a whole area of Twitter that I was not very familiar with. There's, there's a whole scene over there. But uh, I uh, very, very rarely speak about sports, maybe if not, maybe not at all. And I was watching the Buckeye game last weekend, and, uh, you know, it was like the Buckeyes' first drive. Justin Fields threw like a 60-yard pass. And it was beautiful. It was the first touchdown. It was awesome. And I was texting with my father-in-law about how good he was. And then I was just scrolling through Twitter, and I just happened to tweet. I was just like, Justin Fields is really good. That was it. And then he threw two interceptions right after that. And my friend commented, and he was just like, your first sports tweet ever, and you fucking jinxed the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure they were going to do like that. That didn't age well. Feels like oh, it, yeah. it would have been an appropriate. No, it's just funny. Yeah. Uh, so funny. Yeah. I, I. Aside from MMA, like I never really followed any sports, but like I said, you might, you might get some, uh, some commentary. I, I do happen to know, unless the shit changed, it's like Alabama, Notre Dame, and OSU is third. I did actually look at the rankings one day because I was super curious. Oh, Notre Dame seems to be killing it. Uh, much to uh, probably Chris Tatman's surprise. Because that dude is uh, die hard, man. Whether they're losing yeah. or winning, he's all about it. Yeah. I, and I think I read today that 
OSU is still going to be in the running for the for to to, to be in the play in the championship uh, because that game canceling. A lot of people thought that that meant they were going to be disqualified in general and not ranked, uh, but they're still ranked today. So, gotcha. So I put something well, on the board. Fucking um, COVID, man. Yeah, COVID's a motherfucker. Um, you know what? Before we talk about the thing I put on the board, I will say this. And I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but the first wave of COVID, Ohio took a lot of precautions, right? And they had they had relatively minor impacts compared to some other states. And the first round, Arizona got fucking hammered, right? Yeah. Now this time, it's kind of switched. And I can only imagine it's because of all the fucking anti-maskers that probably had it. And there really is some type of herd immunity going on out here because holy shit, they're still not wearing masks. And we're doing – I mean we're, we're doing better than Ohio right now. I feel like it's because <laughs> – it's got to be because like Ohio played it so safe. But then like it's like a fucking you know nine months later and Ohio's like, fuck this shit. Like I'm not trying to wear a mask. But like they picked the wrong time to do that. Like Arizona was like on some fuck that I'm not wearing a mask really early. And again, maybe there's something to this herd immunity shit. I will say that there is one difference though. Uh, The one difference I think is the fact that uh, scientifically there is also going to be a bigger uptick uh, in the winter months in areas that have winter <laughs> because you're indoors because the because the windows are closed um and because and, you know so you're not getting as i mean even uh like you hear people like dr fauci say like if you can keep your windows open as long as you can you know stuff like that so i do think that yes there is that element of of ohio but, and it's probably i I'm, i don't understand just that. over what it the- because we've been hounded by our grumpy grumpy but what the fuck do the windows being open have to do with anything? It's like the, the COVID, like, it, it can't get out. Like, the COVID's, like, dying to get out of your house. But, like, your windows are closed. So, like, the COVID's like, fuck, what do I do? I guess I'll live inside this person's body. No, because you're, because you're breathing you're, you're breathing recirculated air instead of fresh air coming in from the outside. That and shit's... because of that, it increases increases the chance of spread. That's all it is. It's not saying that. It's oh, oh, so I don't believe that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying that one. Unless they're going to tell me that COVID is fucking airborne. But I, I thought that like you had to be close enough to receive it in a particulate, like you know, six feet seems like a magic number. Uh, I don't. I don't know that. Like, if I walk into a room and like I spit some Eminem lyrics in the corner, I'm like, you know, mom's spaghetti, and then I leave the room to go get some fucking Cheetos. And like my daughter walks into the room and she's like, oh God, the window's closed. And like my COVID that I, you know, from my Eminem lyrics in the corner is like attacking my daughter now. Like I, I just don't understand the window thing. I'm not with you on that one, Fauci. (laughs) Well, there's data that backs it up, Jeff. Fuck that shit. I think, I think Colin completely dropped out of the Zoom meeting. Are you back, Colin? Oh my God! You are gonna make I'm fucking. I'm so mad. You're gonna make 
my editing. I'm going to have to go through. Here's the problem. I can't even tell how long we've been recording. So it's not like it's not like I can be like, oh, let me mark down 5212. I got to go edit that. I'm going to have to like go through this shit meticulously, if not listen to the whole episode so I can cut out uh, all of the technical issues. Look, man, I'm doing my best here. Hey, man. I'm just saying, if you're uh, you're gonna be working from home, podding from home, releasing human law music from home, you better get your fucking internet game up. Dog, I have the best internet that WoW offers. Even though WoW is a pile of horse shit, I have the best internet that they offer. I have the house mesh bullshit. I have all that stuff. I I don't know what's going on. I've been working from home. I've been fucking video conferencing from home since goddamn April. And this is the first time I've had a fucking problem. <laughs> and I'm so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to use your line here. Uh, I have data that backs me up on this. I have uh, I have the recordings. Where... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk about something more lighthearted than COVID. Uh, I was sitting around thinking I wasn't sitting around. I was probably driving in a car. Like I do all my best thinking while I'm driving in a car uh, about movie titles and how like with marketing, sometimes movie titles are very straightforward, you know, like the Incredibles. It's like a bunch of incredible, it's a family of incredible people. Like there's some movies that are straightforward and then even some of the ones that came out and like I thought were very straightforward, as I thought about it more, I'm like, it wasn't so straightforward. And so the example I put on there when talking about movie titles that could mean something completely different, for example, Speed. Like if you know the plot of the movie Speed, makes total sense. He had to keep his speed above like 55, right? But like if I just heard, oh, there's this movie, it's called Speed immediately i'm like that's about drugs they're definitely making they're producing drugs or it's about race cars <laughs> oh i see what you're are, saying I see what yeah saying. yeah and then like i was i was going down like i was just thinking of all these different movies right like oh what's another one and i kept going through the list and then i got to the one that was like the worst one die hard <laughs> like that could be a is porno. A, it could absolutely be a dick and balls thing. Uh, it could be like, I mean, maybe that's a horror movie. Maybe that's maybe that's the worst way to die. You just don't want to die hard. <laughs> like that's the worst. Uh, but yeah, that that got me thinking. Can you think of any movies where the title just could drastically, like, if I just read the title, I might think it's something drastically different than it is. Interesting. Uh, the Matrix, is it really just about a spreadsheet? <laughs> yeah, it could be. Stupid. I wonder what's up. No, that was dumb. Uh, are, are you going through like your catalog of movies that you well, like? What else? Catalog of movies that I think of off the top of my head. Okay, here's one. Tremors. Talk about somebody with uh, Parkinson's. With uh, Parkinson's disease. <laughs> oh, God. We know who that's going to be starring, right? 
Uh, yep. Okay. Um, let's see. Tremors could legit be a documentary huh. about Parkinson's. <laughs> True. You, True. You, uh, you put another, uh, you put another movie, uh, thing on here. Um, which I thought was fucking hilarious. I just read it like while we were kind of on here, uh, working through your technical issues and getting prepared to pod tonight. And it says, what Disney character definitely voted for Trump? So I've, I've given it some thought, um, as we've been sitting here, it was kind of like, you know, towards the bottom of the list. And I don't know if you did that intentionally to talk about it later. I'm trying to think, like, let me let me hear who you think. I, I got somebody in my I just got somebody in my brain and I'm not going to say it. I'm going to I'm going to give you the All opportunity right. first. So this one is the my number one is not a di- like a direct like Disney animated movie character, but uh, the neighbor dad from Honey I Shrunk the Kids definitely a Trump voter. Why is that? Uh, yeah, he just seemed like a well for one he's wearing a red hat to you know just a good old boy asshole. <laughs> All he cares about is fishing with the son the whole time. Now, now I'm saying that wanting to fish with your son makes you a Trump lover. I'm not saying that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Sierra said, uh, "Mater from Cars." <laughs> That's, that is legitimately mine. That is mine, and I hope you already understand the logic because there oh, is a, sure. a certain connotation with Trump supporters. Like they're not all fucking you know, inbred hillbilly redneck type, but you can, you can yeah. very well bet that the majority of the people I just said probably are Trump supporters and Mater from fucking cars is like, he is the car embodiment of that. He's just a good old boy. Yeah. And he's voiced by a Trump guy. So who's he voiced by? Uh, fucking, what's that? The comedian, uh, Larry, Larry, Larry the Cable Guy. Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. D- did you know that he's a fucking? He's basically a fraud. Like that whole, all that redneck shit is, is fake. Oh, like Kid Rock. Yeah. <laughs> I I could assumed as much. Yeah, I I'm like, I'm like pretty sure that when he when all that like jeff foxworthy whatever that shit's called like where they all did the all four of them were together all the time um the blue collar comedy tour i'm pretty sure when that was like at its pinnacle people were sharing old stand-up before that guy became larry the cable guy i think that was like one of his personas he would do and they were sharing like a, I, I uh, want to say clean shaven, regular dude, and that you know that persona just popped, and he just had. I, dude, how fucking terrible would that be? To like, you got you got notoriety for that, and then you had to live in that character as that 
all the time, that would be the fucking worst. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, okay. I was gonna say you terrible would be relative because he's all comedians of all, all time. But, uh, but yes, the idea that people in in real life don't know that it's a character and would expect you to just be like, yeah, he really kind of painted himself into a corner there, right? Eh? No shit. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can't imagine. Uh, I can't imagine having to. Because, like, people legit think that that's him. I, I'm, again, I'm, like, I'm going through this whole fucking thing, and I don't even have proof. I, I just think I remember some shit. But I, I vaguely remember him being on, I don't know if it was, like, Howard Stern or uh, Joe Rogan or something, and him, like, explaining, you know, uh, the whole spiel and, like, his fake accent and all kinds of shit. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense because some comedians that they're bit com- they're bit comedians. They they have characters, and that makes sense. It just sucks that he was he's kind of, uh, you know, kind of got got broad stroked into that. Now he's got to make that who he is as a person. That's that's the crazy part. Uh, I also thought of another Disney character that definitely voted for Trump. Uh, is the fucking guy, uh, the kid who turns into the bad guy in The Incredibles? <laughs> you know the, the kid with the orange hair. Yeah. He, to me, he he kind of exemplifies that incel, uh, disgruntled. Everyone in the world's out to get me. I can't get heads. So I'm just gonna fucking blow it all up. Trump voter. Um. Now you got probably libertarian. Watching. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think he cares what people are doing, you know, on a social level. Uh, you think Mr. Incredible uh, is a Trump guy? Mm, let me think about it. I don't, I don't know. I mean, are you saying because he's like kind of big, beefy, almost like Joe from Family Guy? He's just like the, the I, macho, machismo I think he, guy? My, I think he comes across to me, his personality, and look at us just going deep on Pixar characters' psyches. <laughs> uh, his personality and his drive and, like, the whole nuclear family kind of thing, He to me, kind of reminds me of, like, the old school family values conservatives that I grew up around who now have – they held their nose – to vote for Trump because they didn't want Hillary and then they got stuck with him and now they feel like they have to defend him. <laughs> sucks. It really sucks to be those guys, but at the same time, hey, you chose it. You t- you taught me about personal responsibility growing up. I don't know. I could just see Mr. Incredible. He seems like an old school conservative. <laughs> A funny conversation. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, another good one, if we're thinking about it, would be Scrooge. I mean, he's definitely voting for Trump. Yeah, it's all, true. It's all, it's all about the the tax breaks, though. Hundred percent tax breaks. He doesn't really. Yeah, he's in it only for the tax cut. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So, like, that is a really fucking funny conversation. I, I wonder. Like, I know what's going to happen. Like, this is that conversation from the pod that after this happens, I'm going to be like just walking down the street, 
and be like, huh, you know what? I have yep. another one. Like, I'm just going to have another one. You're going to get a random text from me that's like, you remember this movie? It's going to be some bullshit like that. Uh, Gaston from uh, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, oh, absolutely. But again, that's that. It's that's the whole like, you know, swole upper body, just macho. You know what I'm saying? Like Ram fifteen hundred. You know, like I'm not going to buy that piece of furniture from IKEA. I'm going to build it myself. Which, you know. I, I'm relating macho guys. Like I'm saying, like I'm basically saying, like everyone macho is for Trump, and every fucking wuss out there, <laughs> all the wusses are Democrats. Oh shit! Painting a shitty picture here. It's just that toxic masculinity, bro. <laughs> it really is. Oh god. Uh, let's get off that shit. Let's talk about dogs. I know that uh, you still have a Boston. You still have a whole gang, a fucking squad. Of Boston Terriers and your 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 baby that Pepper yeah, is Pepper. one year old. Incredible. She is one. Uh, and well, the thing that sucks though about that whole thing is that the the uh, weather is getting colder, and just like Melvin, the Boston, our other Boston, uh, when it's cold outside. She doesn't want to go outside, so now we've had a major, major regression in the housebreaking, which fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. But she's one, and she's still alive. Man, I'll tell you what, though. You know what feels good? Housebreaking your toddler. And that yeah. just happened. Hell yeah, that just happened. Uh so, I I mean, I don't know shit about shit when it comes to body training. That That's weirdly fit. I don't know shit about shit. Uh, double entendre, I guess. Um, we've been being very relaxed. Like, we just, you know, we've had the potty for like a year. It's like a small toddler-sized potty. And, uh, you know, we would encourage her yeah. from time to time. We tried the pull-ups. We tried the sit her on there with a fucking lollipop and she just didn't go like we started off great because the very first time we put her on there i'm pretty sure it was like when she had to poop or something and she like crapped in the potty and we thought holy crap we are going to nail this potty training thing like this is going to be uh super easy tried to encourage her and quite literally i don't think she went in that thing but maybe two or three times in the in a year so she's three uh, I know it's fairly common for kids to be potty trained by three. It's also common for them to not like you're, you're either on this side or that side, but I don't think there's like a wrong way. We just kept doing the mm-hmm. encouraging thing. So I'm going to pivot yeah. there and talk about my daughter said she came home from daycare and one of her friends hit her. So we dig into it a little bit. She said one of the kids in her class is mean, gave us the name and everything, which is dope. That was always my fear about having a daughter in daycare who couldn't communicate. So she told us the name, right. daycare. I tell the people. And the, the director looks at her and goes, oh, baby, we're going to have to get you potty trained so we can get you to the big kids class. Because there's like a – she's like right on the line, ready to move up, but wasn't uh, the potty okay. regularly or at all. So they didn't want to move her up where – all the kids in that class are primarily potty trained, right? So 
She says to her, we got to move, we got to get you peeing on the potty so you can move up and then you won't be in the class with these people. I shit you not. She came home that day. She said, I have panties on. I said, oh yeah. Got home. I said, uh, do you have to pee? She goes, yes. Ran to the potty, peed on the potty. And then since Friday, like last Friday, has not not peed on the potty yet and pooped and did everything and just goes whenever she wants. She goes, I have to pee, runs to the potty and pees. I'm like, holy shit, you just potty trained yourself. That's crazy. Not one accident. Like she's even she, she'll even like So she was just like she was like potty trained. <laughs> yeah. It was a flip of a switch. And like so maybe there's something to that whole they'll tell you when they're ready. You know, I was starting to worry a little bit like um, yeah. this is getting to the point of yeah. no return. It felt like I'm not trying to have like a, you know, a five-year-old that's like still shitting in diapers. Uh, so yeah, yeah, super crazy flip of the switch. There's, there's even like, she even like, she'll go down for like a nap and we put a pull up on her, like just to like, you know, be safe. Uh, and she'll like wake up completely dry diaper and go, I have to pee and go to the potty and pee. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is incredible. So that's awesome. Uh, there it is. You did it. You done did it. Done did it. Poo poo in the potty. Um, so I know I told you one day, like I went to the, uh, store and I saw that Deftones beer. I sent you a picture. I think I was giving you a hard time for not replying. Yeah. I have still never seen that Deftones beer, but what I have seen (laughs) is a shit ton of weed beers. Uh, so like weed beers out here are, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because the shit was like more legal this way or something. But there is like chronic ale and like just <laughs> tons of weed beers. And I say that because I know yeah. that you found an actual weed beer, right? Well, yeah, and, and I, in saying actual weird weed beer, it was a callback to one of our first episodes. Like you brought me a weed beer, and and we were talking about that. And it was it was Sweetwater, and uh, they are the ones. Their flagship beer is called 420. Uh, they have a bunch of strains, or they a bunch of beers that are supposed to taste like certain strains. They have a a a, um, a deal with Be Real, one of his strains, and he's got like a signature beer with them. Anyway, Sweetwater Brewing was acquired at the beginning of November by a Canadian cannabis corporation. Okay. So they're like, actually, when I say actual weed beer, I'm like, it's just funny because we were joking about it, but now like they're owned by a weed company. And it's just, it's very strange, like to, to hear about a weed company, but then you drink their beers and you're like, okay, yeah, I guess this makes sense. So I'm just curious where that's going to go. Oh, you know, I, once you said, I, I thought you were going to talk about, I actually think that it's a Canadian company I looked up, but there really is an actual weed beer uh, that supposedly will get you actually high when you drink it. Um, and I'm pretty sure they were out oh, of like Toronto or something. So I'm, I'm so curious if it's the same company you're talking about. Probably is. It started with an A. It was like, a short name mm. sounded like a hip, uh, you know, name that came come up 
some random thing, some tech startup. <laughs> but, <laughs> tech startup. Uh, so uh, where are you, you know, in your, you know. your quest for uh, in A-beers? Well, I did open up my uh, uh, repertoire to ones that have 0.5%. Ooh. Just if you're chasing after that 0.0, it's it's really hard. It, um, but I have been trying everything I can that says non-alcoholic just to kind of you know, just see, you know what I mean? It's just fun. And, uh, so, so far the winning, uh, I drank this on the pot a couple of weeks ago. It's this athletic brewing company run wild. And now I can find out of that giant Eagle eight ninety nine for a six pack. It's a non-alcoholic IPA and it's, it, it's not amazing, but it, it actually tastes like an IPA. It doesn't mm. taste like an IPA that hasn't fermented long enough. Um, but then I real, I found this weekend, I think the winner, as far as the shitty beers go, is, dude, Bush N.A. tastes, I'm not kidding, no different. Like, it tastes <laughs> like, I, like I I pounded a bunch of these around a fire, and it was, it was like, it was so satisfying because it's like I was standing around doing my favorite thing in the world, standing around a fire, bullshitting drinking shitty beers. All right. You know, and, and and so it was, it it was nice. So do you think that the environment could have skewed your perception? Because let me tell you, I I can drink some shitty beer. And like when I, let's say I go to like a concert, right? Let's say I go to like a Newport show back in the day. I don't know what the fuck kind of beer they were serving in those giant like jugs of a cup that they, they considered a cup it was like it was like that thing had yeah. to be like thirty two ounces, whatever they were serving, it was definitely shitty. But I'm there, and there's a concert, yeah. and I damn sure got some friends around. That beer was going down smooth. If I tried to consume that particular beer outside of there, I would think big different. So, do you think the environment? Okay, so, uh, yes, because there is a part of it that is, you know, like I said. Like I, I love stand by a fire and pounding beers. Yeah. Uh, but um, I can say that I am in the middle of my second one during this podcast, and it does taste like good. Just not good, but it tastes like regular ass shitty beer. Nice. So I've heard you cracking uh, them. Cracking I, them I got no. And uh, I also had one yesterday made by Guinness and it's in a bottle and it's called uh caliber with a K and it tastes kind of like a crappy version of like Newcastle or old speckled hen. Like one of those like fucking British beers. That's like not super light, you know what I mean? But not super dark. <laughs> and, uh, but it's not, it's not great, but it also, tastes like beer still like that's the thing is like some of the na beers like the brew dogs punk ipa like the na version of punk ipa and the na version of their hazy ipa i had those and they taste like when you're home brewing beer and you put the beer into the five gallon bucket and then put it in your closet or dark or basement or wherever to ferment for the next 
for the next month and a half. It tastes like the beer tastes when you put it in before it fermented. Like the hops <laughs> taste way fresher. It, it like it it just so it tastes like beer is not done yet. Uh, but a handful of these I've got are like do taste like beer, which is fun because I like beer. I, I didn't give up beer. I gave up alcohol. You know what I mean? I, I think yeah. like this is fun. I like drinking beers. I like how it tastes. So fuck it. Fuck it. Uh, the difference between me and you, I know it's a, uh, it's only, it's going on eight thirty here, but I am drinking my, like I don't know, th- this is my second Starbucks coffee today. Like I don't mean to flex, but this is my second Starbucks coffee today. Nice. It's eight thirty, and I'm finishing a fucking latte with espresso in it. Uh, and you're nice. you're pounding in a beers. I mean, we're basically the same. Basically. Basically. All right, Colin. I think it's probably time to wrap it up unless uh, – I, I know we, we've been talking about bringing back some of our old segments. I have seen some really good uh, Ohio and Florida things to put on for the Ohio versus – or Ohio or Florida segment we used to do. Nice. And uh, we got to return. Yeah, let's bring those back next week. Yeah, let, I'm going to bring both back next week. So be prepared for trivial things. Definitely Ohio, Florida. I'm going to queue up a, a good list of those. Maybe we'll run like five or so of them. I think typically we do like two or three. Uh, there's so many trivial things. I feel like I feel like every day of the week there's a trivial thing that bothers me. And it just would come off very yeah, I don't know, bitchy and whiny. So haven't been doing it. We got to bring that shit back next week. Deal? Yeah. All right. Deal. I don't know that uh, – let me tell you. I don't know that anything jumps out of me as a title for this episode. We haven't stopped and said, that's the name of the episode. But holy shit, I'm going to have to scrub through and cut out all your technical difficulties. So uh, it, it, Let's just call this episode – Fuck a four second delay. Holy shit. I I I wanna throw my modem through the fucking window. This conversation <laughs> has been good but so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it's also it's funny, like you don't realize how much you rely on being able to see somebody in order to like hold yeah, a dude. casual conversation like we we do this over zoom specifically so we can see each other and interact almost if it's a, a, a normal mannerisms and like you know seeing somebody's like facial reactions and things like that i feel like that's important to a conversation uh we've done this almost exclusively yeah. me on cam you off cam i don't know if i'm even on your screen you might have it minimized off to the side who knows um but it, it actually about 20 minutes about 20 minutes ago i i uh turned off video receiving as well to see if that helped and it did not Mm. so all right well let's wrap this shit up we never even said this what episode is this let's see if you remember 67 nah bro 65 ain't it because we were gonna do the ghetto whistle to to 64 and then i don't think we've potted oh since yeah then. you're right you're right you're right 
Holy shit, you're trying to... You are correct. You're trying to gas us up. All right, episode 65. I feel like it's a milestone of some sort. Our, our shit... Wait, no. 55 is when you can retire, right? So, 65? 65 you retire? When the fuck no, do you retire? Is it? It's 65. All 65. Right. The retirement episode in the books. All right. Jesus. <laughs>